All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to uh, Oliver Happy Hour, uh, number 105. Uh, really appreciate you guys uh, joining us tonight as we have had a little bit of a hiatus uh, for the last few weeks, but we're glad to be back. There's so much that has happened uh, so just much. in the past. So, so much, much has happened. Uh, just in the past uh, a few weeks, we just had to do it. So today we're going to try to be brief. We're going to try to just stick to one hour. <laughs> so we're going to try our best, but uh, it's so much to, to review. Why don't we just get straight into it? Uh, oh, oh, and let's also acknowledge the fact that, um, well, my name is Darren Darren, coming to you live from the east side, the east side. I'm joined by Debbie Dev, my sister. Debbie Dev, here in the building. And our nephew, Jalen, what is your uh, what is your radio name? I forget. Did we ever? Uh, it's been it's been uh, there's been so many because uh, every time I come on here, there's a different one. Uh, today I am. Uh, you can just call me Jalen. Simple okay. Jalen. Simple J. <laughs> you can just call me Simple J. Uh, today. Coming off in the ring is simply J. Okay. Yes. <laughs> David is back from Atlanta, Georgia, where he was quarantining with his grandmother and aunt. For four months. For four months, child. Wow, as he completed his freshman year of college. Yes. yes. University of Iowa. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. Well, Jalen, I mean, we're definitely happy to have you at least virtually. I mean, hopefully, I mean, we could do it. Seems like we could do it again now, even while you're in college. But it's real, yeah. real happy to have you home. Real happy to put my eyes on you. We were just with you yesterday. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah, we're very proud of you. So, uh, Thank welcome. You. I know you're going to be uh, taking the place of uh, your auntie uh, for Daisy O, who, you know, just has had a, a lot of stuff going on, but we're very proud of her. Uh, but she definitely needed the night to, to rest and relax. So, Jalen is filling in for her. But uh, why don't we just get straight into some of the new music? Yeah, uh, yeah, Devin, you were talking about Janae Aiko, right? Yes, I mean, you guys know that I love Janae Aiko. Like, that's one of my favorite um, R&B artists. Uh, she came out with her album Chilombo a few months back, but she just released a deluxe version of it, and she added about five or six songs. Um, she has this one. Uh, called Summer 2020. Okay, well, and, but we're, we're playing the BS remix right now. Well, okay, so here's why the remix. But the original version was featuring her. Back up on my bullshit, back up on the scene. Done dealing with you, don't know how to deal with me. Done fucking with you, don't know how to love me. Done dealing with you, so I'm back. It seemed like I get so much, and I don't get nothing back. I really thought it was love, but you're so fucking whack. Always get caught up in love, but I am done with that. I can't get caught up in love, so now I'm. That was cool. I like that. I tried to fast forward it. Yeah. You fast past it on his part but it's all right oh, <laughs> but i like this song because it's old oh, yeah. this is uh yeah that, that's uh summer madness by cool in the game yeah yeah Very relaxing. Yeah. As in very summertime feel. Yeah, very. 
So she's got this song called On the Way with, with her little sister, right? Nilla J? Older sister. Her older sister. Oh, that's her older sister? Dang, she look good. She's the youngest of six, I think. Come on, my baby. What's up? This song, it's the bit of. Oh, my goodness. Oh. She sure did say that, now, didn't she? So let's just play this last one. This one's trying to smoke. Featuring Chris Brown. It's Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg. Come on in. No touching that Once again, this is uh, Janae Aiko with uh, the Chalumbo Deluxe Edition that just came out. Yeah, thanks, Devin, for the uh, for the wreck with that one. Yeah. Uh, what about Calais? Keep it lit. Pretty bitch music. Big mama, I'm a shit talker. I see him copy every look. I got a few daughters. Every check I deposit got a few commas. Pretty bitch, mouth slick, I'm a good problem. Fell asleep in Gucci, heading house all boasty. He ate it with his grill, now his diamonds in my coochie. I was in the dorm, stressed oh. out with my homie. Oh. Now I'm in a bin, stretched out, cause it's roomy. In love with the new me, a long way from boosting. Since 15, I had niggas trying to seduce. But fuck, getting paid off the blade, you can't use. I'm a top dollar bitch, but I'm far from a poochie. Pretty bitch music. Trending off a selfie. Chanel me, off the top shelf. Uh, what do you guys think? That's Sweetie. And this was called, uh, Devin, why don't you introduce it? What's it called? I don't know. Wait, I don't know what this song is called. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. No, freestyle. This is called Pretty Bitch Freestyle by Sweetie. Oh, the Pretty Bitch Freestyle. Yeah, yeah. You know? She's very educated, you guys. Uh, she was she's a graduate from USC. <laughs> so I just want to um, recognize that. Or acknowledge that. It seems uh, like that is, is the like trend with a lot of a lot of the like hot girl music. All of them college educated. They know how to play the market. They know how to play the market. And and Jalen, they know how to play those niggas too. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Get your cash. Get your bag. No, but they're in play tap in because that's her. Uh, that's her most recent. Don't never stop if you want to be on top, bitch. Low waist, fat ass, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Diamonds dancing on your neck, nigga, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Fucking nigga, get rich, bitch, tap in. Tap, tap, tap in. Another thing I've noticed with the, uh, a lot of the hot girl songs, they use like well-known beats in their yep. songs, exactly. which I mean that's a try and true way just to get every because everyone already likes the beat, they're already gonna like your song. Absolutely, hey. they're trying to make little, they're trying to make anthems, big anthems. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. All right. Well, why don't we just try to um, just get some. Well, this one's uh, Mariposa by a group called Radio Next song. 
And we can get into this guy a little bit later, we're going to. But this one's called Entanglement. Wow. August Alcina, AKA 7-Eleven. I'm mad that Rick Ross is in this. Where the hell did he come from? Oh, but dear, you gotta listen to Rick Ross first, though. Caught up in the matrix, and I doubt if I can get about it. Living like it's no tomorrow. Met your boy with open arms. Told you all my darkest stories. Promise that you won't depart. He's over 40 cars. Left me with a broken heart. Till I gotta get around. Favorite artist was too far. Watch a movie, then we freaking take it up. I'm getting deep. But do this like every weekend. Guess I'm just a little secret. Entanglement is when a man will lick until you trouble. Saddest part is I still love you just to keep it simple. Don't want no strings attached. You just wanna get us went over their whole like situation, their entanglement. You sure did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, what? I don't know. I mean, he just needs to get that out of the studio, huh? I guess so. I mean, mind you, like, okay, so he just came out with his album um, called um, State of Emergency. Um, and I want to say, like, I. I liked it. I think he, he said that he had geared it towards his fans. That's why it's like 27 tracks long or whatever. His oh, he had um, for years or whatever since the um, You know what they used to call that? They usually call that a sale. <laughs> I mean, hey. <laughs> My bad. I'm, I'm I was like, uh, like, as an I'm, artist. I'm poking fun at him. I am. I like him as an artist, but all this extra drama and shit, like, it's just... 27 songs in the album. It wasn't a deluxe album? It was just a regular album? It was just a regular... He tried to do a Chris Brown. Oh. With the 53 songs? And DLC? <laughs> but I think Chris Brown could do that because he... A lot of his tracks are pretty good. Chris Brown has more merit to do that since he has more... He has more tenure and more status to do that. Yeah. And he has a lot more loyal fans who will be listening to that on repeat. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I think this, the reason why he came out with this song was to get people to, yeah, um, you know, get to buying his album or whatever, or listening to it. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's the name of the game right now. You need the yeah. streams. Streams. Exactly. But, yeah, so we'll get more into... <laughs> August Alcina and Entanglement. We the best music. This is DJ Khaled. Yeah. Bitch is calling my phone like I'm locked up nonstop. From the plane to the fucking helicopter. Yeah. Cops pulling up like I'm giving drugs. Ah, nah, nah. I'm a pop star, not a doctor. Bitch is calling my phone like I'm locked up nonstop. From the plane to the fucking helicopter. Yeah. Cops pulling up. Why, why, why Drake sound a little smoked out in this song? That's Drake. Sound like he needs some water. Like he was dehydrated. Oh. Shorty with the long legs. She don't walk. Yeah. Last year I kept it on the tuck. Hey. 2020, I came to fuck it up. Yeah. I want a long life, a legendary one. I want a quick death and an easy one. I want a pretty girl and an honest one. I want this drink and another one. Yeah. And I'm troublesome. Yeah. But this shit ain't bubble gun, yeah. You would probably think my manager is Scooter Braun, yeah. But my manager with 20 hoes in Budokan, yeah. Hey. Look. Okay. I don't know what the hell he's saying, but. I mean, I know what he's saying, but he ain't talking about shit. Right. I'm know, like. I, I, all, I, all I understood was 20, uh, 20 something Budokan Hall. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Alright, the last one, we're just gonna play this one more because this was called Won't Work and it's by Yama. It's R and B soul. Yeah. 
Why you asking questions? Why you wondering where I am? Why you always wanna include me in all your plans? Why you gotta be the one to tell them you're my man? If you really would, you think you'd have to say that? Don't you know the reason why I'm here is cause of me? I don't need your money, I stand on my own two feet. Boy, you know I'm independent yet, and that's a fact. That's the way it's always been, so don't try to change that. What do you guys think? I could be a princess. I like it's it. Cool. I, I like it. It's a nice video to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Alright. Well, that's new music, y'all. Yeah. New music, y'all. Yeah. I know. I, I I've been having a bad track track record with the um like there'll be a popular artist and then I'll give them a chance. I'm like, ooh, I really like the music, and then they get canceled for doing something stupid. Ah. Uh, the last the last person was Doja Cat. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I, I was like, oh, okay, okay, I can, I can get into it. The, that say so song, I, I, I was feeling it, and then I was like, oh, yeah. well, that's disappointing. <laughs> I've been having a horrible track record with uh, popular artists. I'm like holding out on, and then I decided to jump in, and it's like, hmm, <laughs> too late, <laughs> right? I will have been Doja Cat. She is like a good artist. Um, as far as like her actual um, music, but all that yeah, is like. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yes, we're gonna move right on into what's. What's popping? What's popping? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, do it. Go ahead. <laughs> what's popping? What's popping? Big things popping, little things stopping. Little things stopping. I can't, y'all. Thanks for trying. Because <laughs> that was always a dead. Okay, so you guys, a couple weeks ago, Red Table Talk came out. You know, Jada, first of all, August Alcina. Last episode, we were talking about August Alcina and how he had an interview and, you know, was, was talking about his uh, relationship with Jada Pinkett. And then shortly after, she had came or she had tweeted saying that she needed to go bring herself to the table for some healing. And it was a very short red table talk. One of the shortest, okay? It was only like 12 minutes, yeah, eight yeah. minutes, eight to 12 minutes, something like that. <laughs> She brought herself to the table with Will, and they briefly just went over her relationship with August Alcina, and she labeled it as an entanglement. <laughs> now, this word has been used before, but for some reason, <laughs> people were like, well, make, basically, Will, he was like, okay, won't you just say what it was, because... Like you saying entanglement, people is just like you had an affair. Like it was what it was. But the interview was very short. She described their relationship, or she basically said that she it started out with her trying to help him. The whole family was trying to help him because he was addicted to um, I want to say Percocets or some pill because of the pain that he was having from his sickness and you know she felt like she needed to help him and it just went on from there and then she commented saying that she just wanted to feel good so a lot of people had took that I mean personally I had took that like okay she just wanted to have sex like that's just what it was and not with Will but, um, Darren, what did you think about the interview? Well, um, <laughs> I mean, I was really trying to, to trying to, to get into it, um, but, you know, it, it abruptly ended. But, um, right? I mean, I, I think what it was was that they were very selective with telling us all the information about their marriage. They only addressed August Alcina's allegations, which was why, you know, I think why Will was there, because I think it probably would have been a more powerful conversation uh, if it was just Will, I mean, if it was just Jada, her mom, and and, and Willow. Uh, right. But, um, you know, 
Will Smith was almost kind of created as an object just there, just like sitting there and people, I think people got the impression of him. Some people, not all people, not me, but some people got the impression that he's more docile than that. He's more uh, like of a wimp or a simp, you know, uh, because of all this, these things that happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jalen, what did, did you watch it? I didn't watch it. I, I saw the memes. Oh yeah, I saw, I, that's that's where I I saw it. Um, because basically Will Smith, him crying is the new like crying Jordan face. When I say Twitter, oh my God, they went <laughs> in memes. Okay, because- they said they said Will Smith's crying because he just remembered next month is August. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was a lot That's of different. A good one, though. <laughs> when when you remember next month is August. Oh my gosh, it was that. I mean, I really feel the Fresh Prince of Despair. <laughs> oh my god! And then they they posted they posted an interview he did like a while ago, and he was talking about like something like he said, "Oh, when I had my first girlfriend, I was fifteen, and she cheated on me. And from that day on, I said no one's gonna cheat on me." Oh, okay. gosh. Did you guys hear that song? It was kind of disrespectful, but people were really disrespectful with it. They were like, this is a story all about how my wife got flipped, turned upside down. <laughs> no, I did not hear that. Oh, no, people were like, wow. Just, I, people, I was like, Man, really people need to just, like, respect them and, like, at yeah, first, yeah, man, it, it, I mean, crazy. first of all, this is their marriage, okay? This is something that they decided to come out about and talk about obviously because why does Jada have a red table talk and she's not going to talk about the the drama that's going on and you know her life but even when she started red table talk they were going through issues because they started off the interview saying like that Will was basically done with her because she couldn't find her happy and he was like well go off and find your happy he's like i can't make you happy you have to do that for yourself so she she i think she was in a transition yeah she was just in there yeah go on and play it for the people basically we broke up we decided that we were going to separate for a period of time and you go figure out how to make yourself happy and I'll figure out how to make myself happy. Well, at that particular point in time, it was indefinite. Yeah, I really felt like we could be over. Yeah, no, we were over. And then what did you do, Jada? Well, you know, I think from there, you know, as time went on, I got into a different kind of entanglement with August. One thing I want to get clear about and clean up, one of the things that was kind of swirling in the press about you giving permission, which is, uh, you know, the only person that can give permission in, in, in that particular uh, uh, yeah. circumstance is myself. Yes, exactly. Yeah. But what... <laughs> I don't know. I'm looking at this again and I'm like, oh, wait a second. I'm looking at it closely, you know, like, oh my goodness. But, uh, <laughs> like, cause you know, it's just, it's just like they both know what happened. So it's just like, all right, we got to come out of here because black Twitter is, is all on us. We got to say something because everybody keeps talking shit about us and drag, you know, keep dragging. You know? I, I think it, it might make, well, maybe it made it worse. It probably did make it worse because the memes after that interview, it just, like if they if they cared about that sort of thing, then that, the thing is, is that it happened during a week where nothing else happened. So this was like yes. the highlight of the week. Hey, exactly. They said that, they said that the that episode like broke all the Facebook records for most watched. It, it did. Got, it got like twenty million views <laughs> in like the first twenty four hours. <laughs> like you're talking about the, the red table talk. Don't even. I mean, it didn't even last for an hour. Like <laughs> what? Everybody watching it. You know, I would have told Facebook, you better give me a premium for this extra episode. Shit. <laughs> you but, know, um, up here at the damn press conference. Yeah, it was that whole situation, it's still like 
underway, I think, because after the interview and she said entanglement, everybody using the word entanglement, it blew up, went viral, and then August Alcina came out with the damn song Entanglement featuring Rick Ross. Like, what? Well, yeah, he had to play on it. He had to play on it, you know? He definitely had to play on it. Why? I, I guess I sh- who's to blame him? You know, he I guess he wanted to capitalize off that, so it is what it is. But um, moving on with that, um, oh, so um, I guess we could go on to Kanye West because his ass. Oh, should I? Let me try to see if I can play it. Like, all right, Jalen, why don't you describe what happened? I'm going to try to find the video. Of um, so he had rally in South Carolina, and. One, enclosed space, coronavirus. I don't know why anyone would want to go there. But then the first, his first strike, uh, the big one, was to this crowd of, I think there are a lot of black people. There are a lot of majority black people there. He told them, Harriet Tubman didn't really free the slaves. She just uh, kind of sent them to work for more white people. And the emptiness in that room. It's like someone sucked out all the air in that room. Everyone's just staring blankly at him. And you just hear an audible groan. And this boo! What? I I seen a video where this girl, she was recording and she was like, after he said that, she was like, okay, we about to go. (laughs) She was like, okay, we we about to leave. We need to get out of here. And they kind of standing there smiling like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Horrible. He was, that's the thing. He says things without thinking. And because he's such a, a well-known person, like, I just don't understand why he would say, like, he can't just blurt things out. And that's what he does not understand. And then he, uh, then he started crying and went on a rant about crazy. What are you doing differently? Because every last five minutes. He allowed me to ask him a question on gun reform in which he did not answer. He just spewed out random facts and bragged about himself. And then after that, um, he started to go on on a rant and he started saying very like incorrect facts to his crowd and I kept interrupting him. If you use one of the guns that were strategically placed in your community for you to get locked up, you will end up going to jail. I was talking to a fellow billionaire and he talked about. <laughs> a fellow billionaire, a man of the people. <laughs> talking in circles, talking about himself. Who does that remind you of? He's, the, he's a narcissist. Boy. But Kanye West has always been a narcissist. It's just like Trump. Trump is a narcissist. But yes. the thing is that, like, I, you know, I. I I heard people who have a, a mental health disorders say like, hey, stop bringing up Kanye being bipolar because it makes other people who are bipolar look bad. What? Yeah. No, that should be the example of manic episodes, okay? Of bipolar people. And I just don't. There's definitely a, a, yeah, what he's, I mean, looking at him, like, yeah, there's something going on because it's just like, you know, all, all this is just to, to obtain attention. And, it, and um, I, I do, yesterday, Devin, we were talking and you were like, well, why don't Kim, where the hell is Kim at? You know, uh, um, and, and uh, apparently, yeah, apparently Kim has been trying, but he, but Kim and the babies, they're out here in LA. Kanye right now is at their ranch in Cody, Wyoming. So mm-hmm. there's no, you know, there's no, you know, you know, she's away. And, and right. I know it will be hard as hell for her to try to become his conservator because 
Kanye got his own, you know, he got his own money. I'm sure he got his own lawyers who would fight that, you know, because, you know, technically Kim, if, if she becomes his conservator or if she tries to do something like that, then she would have, she could have control over his finances unless they appoint right. like a trustee to manage that uh, separately, but right. she could have control over his person. And that's, you know, that's, that's, that's hard to do sometimes, you know? Yeah, I had made a comment yesterday because I had seen a video um, of this woman. I don't, she's a celebrity, but she had made a comment talking about like the Kardashians don't give a shit about Kanye. And I was like, okay, that's kind of like too much when you don't really know what's going on or what they're trying to do. Um, but yeah, I did make a comment saying like, where is Kim? But then I'm like, okay, I had to realize, yes, yeah, she does have four kids that she needs to raise. And obviously, I didn't know that he was still like on, that he was away on the ranch in Wyoming or where, wherever it is. Um, and she's still in LA. But um, just like, I had to like kind of put myself or put myself in her shoes and actually kind of think like, damn. If I had a husband that was, you know, bipolar and was having a manic episode, but I could not get to him. Like yesterday, I guess he was on Twitter and he was saying that he was ranting, saying that um, Kim was trying to send a doctor to take him uh, to be committed and, and all this other stuff. And that that sounds like something that Kim would do because obviously she cares about she loves her husband. That's her husband. She's thinking about his safety and what he's putting himself into. And I'm sure she saw the freaking video of the rally. And I'm sure she's embarrassed as well. So I know it could be hard. It's, I feel for her, child. I feel for her. And I'm praying for Kanye because it's just crazy. Like, he needs, somebody needs to talk to him. But, Darren, why I saw a video of Dave Chappelle um, going to visit Kanye at his ranch and he was I guess he was saying like um, Kanye was saying that he appreciated Dave Chappelle for coming to check on him to see if he, he was okay or whatever he seemed to be alright but that was today? yeah oh. but yeah you know oh, you know, Ohio you know isn't that far away from you know from, from uh, Wyoming so I, I, you know, I, I hope, uh, you know, that he gets gets some support and, you know, it's hard out there, you know, being paranoid and isolated and all, all those kinds of stuff. So it's, it's a crazy time, you know, yeah. um, but I mean, when I saw it initially, when he started running for president, it was just like, please, nobody take this guy seriously right now. Right. You know, because no, we don't no, like Kanye, just just focus on that line that you're supposed to release that gap. Kanye, I bought five shares of the Gap Inc. because you said that you were gonna come out with a line with them. Don't make the don't make my money tank. Please, okay. Kanye, please don't. Anyway, that's all I had to say. <laughs> he just needs to focus on music and fashion. That's what he's good at. Leave it at that. He do not need to get involved in no politics because he don't know what the hell he's talking about. He's like another freaking Trump that thinks just because he got all this money, he could, you know, um, get into, <laughs> no, yeah. you can't do that. No, stick to music and fashion. That's it. How Megan good. I mean, I said Megan good. Meg the Stallion. Meg my bad. What happened, Devin? What happened to Meg? How? Not this past Sunday, but the Sunday before last. He was at a house party. I saw her on live with Kylie Jenner and um, Tory Lanez, right? They were having a good old time in the pool. Then the next day, I hear... Or a couple of days after that, I hear that she was shot. Now, I'm I'm not sure where she was shot. I don't know if she... I uh, think I heard that she was shot, like, 
in her leg or something like that, but I'm not sure. That's not confirmed. But she is in recovery, and they're alleging that the shooter was Tory Lanez. Yes. I mean, Definitely. you could just imagine that that guy has a small man complex. To he where, definitely does. You know, Meg, she is six foot. She is a whole lot of woman, okay? And she knows what she wants. I thought that Tory Lanez, were, she, I thought he was just cool with her because they've been on live with each other, conversing with each other, um when he had that whole uh, DJ type thing, when this whole pandemic has started, like doing the lives or whatever. So um, I was under the impression that, you know, they were cool. So just to to hear that it was, it's been alleged that he was a shooter. I'm confused. Like how did it get to that level? Obviously alcohol was involved. Possible drugs was involved and he had a gun. Why did he have a gun? I'm confused. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say why he had a gun, but I don't understand. I just, that's, I really hope that it's just not true, but. I I think it's true. I mean, because, you know, she's laying low. She said on her Instagram that, you know, the allegations of her getting arrested are not true, that she was the victim because she's the one who said that she was shot in the foot they were saying LAPD was saying that she had injured her foot, that she had like stepped in glass or something, but that old boy shot her in the foot, you know, and they're being, you know, they're not saying nothing because they're not trying to be snitches or anything like that. But shit, I'll say, yeah, that short bastard uh, shot me in the foot, you know? It's crazy. I'm like, he's like the report. Cause people were making fun of him on Twitter. Cause his report was like, it's like five, six, 120 pounds. Like I weighed a lot more than him. Like oh. was, I was surprised how short he was. It's like it was, it was a meme that was going on, and they were saying like um, he was in an interview with um, Sway. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they said that time where Tory Lanez got up and he was the same height as. <laughs> He's sitting in a chair. Come here, sitting in a chair. Come here, sitting in the chair. You're like, oh, damn, he's sitting at the edge of the chair. And then, then he get up and walk away, and he's like, oh. <laughs> he's the same height. He's the exact same height. Like, damn. He's probably just swinging his legs. Right. Just yes. Swinging. It's a shame. That's a shame. Yeah, but anyway. Um, um, prayers go out to Meg. We hope that she... Uh, That's a speedy recovery. Yes. You know, getting shot in the foot, that could... Uh, no joke. Your equilibrium is all off. Exactly. So she may not do the um knees. She may Ooh. not be able to drop down. Man. You know, she may have to uh, refrain from doing that for a while. Damn you, Tory Lanez. I'm missing out on all these videos of Meg Thee Stallion on Instagram and her booty shorts trying to make bacon and eggs, sitting by the ocean side, sitting by the pool. How dare you, Tory Lanes? You ought to be ashamed of your little short-ass self. You Damn. ought to get down on your knees. I know it ain't a far distance, motherfucker. <laughs> you short-ass, short-ass uh, uh, leprechaun-looking <laughs> Look, I have refrained from listening to his music, child. I have refrained from listening to it. Every time it comes up on my playlist, I turn. I be like, I can't, I can't mess with you right now, okay, Tori? You foul for that. Anyways, moving on. Okay, so we found out that Nicki Minaj is pregnant, finally, with her husband. Finally, um, they've been trying for a long time. <laughs> yeah, I think they've been trying for like a year now. I mean, as long as she's been married. And I think she's been married for a year now. Um, but a lot of people are pregnant this year. I've, I mean, you know, we have Sierra pregnant. I just saw that Katy Perry is pregnant. Yep, yep. Um, it's another artist that's pregnant. Latoya Lucky, she's pregnant. So, yeah, it's a lot of pregnancies going on. Um, and then recently, last week... Yeah. Recently, um, last week... Naya Rivera 
um, there was a search for her um, for about five days because she had went, um, what was that? Missy. Yeah, she took her son. Yeah, she took her son to go uh, boating um, Uh out on Lake Piru. Um, That's here in in California. Uh, um, And she um, went missing. Apparently, uh, what they're saying is that the, the baby boy who was only four uh, he said that um, that that mommy had had like lifted him up, lifted him up in the boat and she didn't get back in the boat. So um, people were thinking that maybe um, he had gotten in the water and she swam out to save him um, mm-hmm. and put him back on the boat. But they said that that, that lake has a lot of undercurrents and it has mm-hmm. a lot of kelp in it. So who knows what could have happened um, if that prevented her from getting back in the boat or or what may have happened. I think my question is just like uh, like. It's so important that, like, if you're on a boat, that you wear your life preserver or your your uh, life life jacket, you know, because that's you know moments like that. That's where they really, you know, they can really, yeah, they can really save you. It's it was very uh, sad because I know she was working on um, a movie. I want to say it was Save the Last Dance or some dancing. It was some dancing movie with Neo. Um, but she was the one of the um, actors from the Glee, and she played. They they said that she um, she made a big impact because she played a lesbian. Um, her character was a lesbian, and she made it um, real comfortable for a lot of other um, members of the LGBTQ community to come out and come out to their families and friends and all that good stuff. So, um, yeah, just not, she was an 87 baby. She was 33. She had her, her four-year-old son. It was very, it's very tragic. Um, very sudden. So prayers go out to her and her family, as well as her son. Um, her son is in the care of her ex-husband. So that's good to know. Um, and then also, um, Mr. John Lewis, he recently passed away. Um, he was a, a very well-known um, activist. Um, he marched with Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. Well, John Lewis, he, he was uh, one of the, uh, you know, he led the, the, the SNCC, you know, the Students for Nonviolent, the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, uh, the ones who were leading the sit-ins uh, back in the day um, at those lunch counters at different uh, various uh, department stores or, or, or diners where, you know, colored people weren't allowed to sit at the counter. You know, there was, so many of them weren't even allowed to be in the restaurant. They had to order their food from the side door. You know, take your food and go. You couldn't even be a patron, but you're expected to pay the same price or sometimes even more uh, just to receive food or to receive service. So, uh, um, you know, he was somebody who was uh, committed to the nonviolent movement, um, Mm -hmm. you know, which was later uh, usurped at a time, you know, uh, in the 60s where, you know, people were like, we're not going to take this shit anymore. You know, like, well, you know, just get, you know, arm yourselves. And, and, you know, so, you know, the whole Black Power movement really kind of changed the tone that Martin Luther King had really set up uh, in the uh, the 60s. uh, Because it was just like, well, this this shit is taking forever. You expect us to keep us to keep getting our ass kicked out here trying to fight for our rights. And and you got people still over here kicking us, spitting us, uh, 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 sicking dogs on us throwing water hoses at us, throwing bricks at us. So I, I think it was a really uh, uh, turbulent time. Uh, um, but, you know, John Lewis was courageous, you know, and he, he you know, for almost 30 years he served as a, a congressperson from uh, from the state of Georgia, uh, from the, the Atlanta area. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely something to be uh, acknowledged about his work. Absolutely. Darren, um, Reverend Vivian Vance. I don't. Yeah, he was also a, a, a in the civil rights movement. Someone very close to the uh, uh, Reverend uh, Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King. Uh, um, uh, but yeah, Jenna, do you have anything more to say about him in particular? 
Or who? I'm sorry, it's not even Vivian Vance. <laughs> That's, uh, Vivian Vance is a completely different actor. It's Reverend C.T. Vivian. Vivian Vance is the person of I Love Lucy. <laughs> oh. I'm like, who is Vivian Vance? Oh, my, oh my goodness. <laughs> so C.T. Vivian. Yes. Uh, yeah, so he was he was what you would call a um, they called him like the util lieutenant of uh, Dr. King, um, and he also uh, founded the C.T. Vivian Leadership Institute, uh, basically one of the coordinators around the time during the civil rights movement that um, you know that was uh, around to uh, muster courage in the face of violence, as one article has stated. Right. Um, but yeah. He recently passed away. Um, how old were they, Darren? They were they were what in their eighties? Oh yeah, um, uh, I think uh, uh, John Lewis was eighty, and um, Vivian Vance he was much older. He was over ninety. Uh, because just to think about it, you know, uh, Martin Luther King and and C. T. Vivian they were already you know kind of adults when John Lewis came around, and they, he was you know leader of the young the young the young people's yeah. movement. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but okay. Yeah, he was around. So, um, yeah, his name was Cordy, Cordy Tyndale Vivian. Yes, okay. he was the minister, author, close friend, and lieutenant of Dr. Martin Luther King. So he was they, out, based out of Atlanta as well. So you just got a, a core of people um, coming right. from Atlanta. Hmm. May both of them rest in peace. Yeah. Um, so recently, Nick Cannon... He was fired from Viacom because he had made some, uh, what did they call it? Anti-Semitic comments about, uh, Anti-Semitic uh, yeah. comments yeah. about, the, about white people. Um, I uh, think. Yeah. Because he, he basically compared them to savages. Uh, yeah. is this terminology, but I, I think the core of it that people are missing out on is that Viacom is a big company, right? They just remerged back with CBS. So back in the day, Viacom owned, well, the, the parent company, you know, because CBS had split off. So Viacom, you know, they own all these media properties. They own CBS, Showtime, uh, um, uh, BET, MTV, VH1, all of those, right? So what did Nick Cannon do? So Nick Cannon had Professor Griff on his show who was kicked out of the rap group Public Enemy back in 1989. Why was he kicked out of the group back then? Oh, for making anti-Semitic comments. So yes. just think, this guy who over 30 years ago was kicked out of a rap group before they, they came out with their biggest hit, Fight the Power, which was released in you know, the 1989 film Do the Right Thing. Mm -hmm. You know, so he gets kicked out of the group uh, uh, in part because they were threatened by their record company at the time, which was Columbia Records, which is a yeah. subsidiary of which major company? Viacom. 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 So check it out. You're dealing, with the, same, you're dealing with the same company, so they find out that you in cahoots with this guy. You don't think the same old white people who <laughs> were back then then don't own it or ain't involved now. Mm -hmm. so all, they, all they had to do was say to Sherry Redstone, who's the owner, or who's the controlling owner uh, of her, because I think Summer, Summer Redstone, I think he already died like last year, but he was mm -hmm. the owner, owner of a national amusements, which owns the controlling shares of Viacom and CBS. Um, once she got word of it, I, I know she's the one who ordered it. You know, like, yeah, fire that guy. Get that guy out of here. You know, because they refused. Then, to, they refused to accept his apology or to, for him to appear. Yeah, but then they lied and said that they did. They tried talking to him, but but they didn't. They basically reversed what Nick Cannon said, saying that he didn't want to have a conversation with them. But Nick Cannon is saying that he uh, he sent her or reached out to her twice. And there was no response. So, I mean, hey, I think they, they, I'm proud they, of They just they gave the old media, the media do. You know, like, we're going to go say this. We're going to say it first. 
and then be, you know, right. in the conversation before you do. Come on. You know, hey, of course. Nick Cannon, the only thing is, is that he, you know, I mean, he tried to save everything. He tried to apologize, but, you know, you shouldn't have let Professor Griff on the show if he wasn't, I, I don't know. I feel a little bad for him, but I know he needs to come out with at least owning that show Wilding Out because that, that was his. Only thing is, he is definitely, they're probably, probably going to shelve it. They're going to probably spite him and just stop shel shelve it, not even play it. You know, they'll play the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air marathons all day before they put that damn show on again. Because they don't want to make it no money off of it. Until they, they settle who, who actually owns it. I it's hope that he has, I hope that he owns that show, man. I really hope that he was smart enough to, to get ownership of that. I don't think so. I think he's going to have to fight for it. He's going to have to get some real, real... Uh, um, I hope so. He can afford him, though. Lord, I, I really hope that he goes through with it because if they take that show, oh my God. Because it's a big franchise now. Like, a lot yeah, of people. They showed up at my uh, college uh, for like a little like comedy thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and then like think about all the jobs that these comedians and actors, actresses has, have lost. Like, that's their livelihood too. Like he's developed a, a like like he said he's developed a whole network of talent acquisition yes. for Viacom. You know that literally could have spanned you know through through uh, through Nickelodeon through uh, VH1 MTV everything. Mm -hmm. I think the only thing the biggest lesson for for Nick that I hope other people see. I mean, who am I to, to talk about lessons? Is just like hey. You know, even sometimes I got to watch what I'm saying on, on this thing because it's just like, well, who might listen to this shit at some point in time and say like, oh my goodness, what the hell was he saying? You know, because, you know, we're in a, a very different society nowadays where it's just like, you got to watch what you say. And they were probably waiting for him to say something to slip up anyway. You know? I mean, hey, they fired him so Like, maybe, I don't want to, I want to say... It wasn't too long after his podcast aired, like that they fired him. So, yeah. I mean, like he said, he said that you know it's just the white man giving him a slap on the wrist. Like he used the n word and all. Like this, and he's like, y'all not, y'all are not gonna, you know, this is not like over for me. Like y'all are not gonna punk me into, you know doing what y'all want me to do. Like, I'm going to get through So, I really hope that he keeps that motivation, that keeps he keeps that, you know, momentum to keep fighting um, for what's right and what's, or talk, at least talking about it and exposing these people. But, hey, I'm all, like, what he said, I don't, when he said that, people are animals and all that other stuff. Like he was going, I think he could have worded that. He shouldn't have said that. And he could have worded it or whatever he was trying to get out. He could have worded it a different way. Um, yeah, I think he was, uh, I don't think Nick Cannon is, uh, I think he's been, he's like, whatever he's saying is like, like kind of a bit misguided. Like it's, there's always a bit of truth in everything, but mm -hmm. like, he's just, some of the stuff he's saying, I was kind of like just like conspiracy theory stuff, and yeah. kind of like uh like Farrakhan conspiracy. And Farrakhan is already known for being anti-Semitic and calling Jewish people termites. So, like, yeah, that's kind of. He's probably shouldn't have mentioned the Farrakhan and all that other stuff. Like, if he kind of stayed away from the more conspiracy theory stuff, like if he said would just said like, well throughout history white people have always been the aggressors and you can see it in, through colonialism and imperialism and stuff like that like if you would just like stuck to like just historical fact points and stuff like that there would be no problem but when you start going to conspiracy theories that's, when, that's, people when, <laughs> that, that's when you're like you gotta like step back and like analyze everything and like really look at what you're saying and doing and promoting yeah. because exactly. Conspiracy theories are very, especially now with the internet, are very damaging and can be very harmful. Mm-hmm. 
That's good, Jay. That's really good. Um, okay, last thing. Last thing I wanted to point out today, I had just uh I had read about um the history of Manhattan Beach, and I was real like I was kind of taken aback because Manhattan Beach is one of like the favorite one of my favorite beaches to go to. Right. So um Back in the day, right in in nineteen twenties, uh, Manhattan Beach was originally called Brewster's Beach. That was um, owned by a black fam, African American family. Um, but I mean, they they also um, wanted it to be um, a black beach resort for African Americans to come because around that era. Um, African-Americans weren't allowed at, you know, the surrounding beaches. So the Bruce family, they, you know, owned this beach and wanted it specifically for African-Americans to come, relax, and be able to do what other people were doing. So um, eventually it was seized uh, because of an eminent domain um so unfortunately it it um that was the end of it but recently um uh, a campaign there came about and they're pushing for manhattan beach to honor the full black history of bruce's beach because they've um put a plaque in one of the areas of the beach or whatever it's like if you guys know manhattan beach there's like a park an area where it's grass it's like on a hill or whatever and then they have like a plaque where they honor the history of bruce's beach but obviously i think that the bruce family needs reparations for it getting taken away from them for no good reason yeah, in my I completely opinion. agree but um it it was very interesting to know that the Bruce family they all they always have their family reunions there which i feel like that's pretty that's pretty dope yeah that is but, they, they do need to get some uh, um um at least acknowledgement and funded back for that especially using eminent domain that's just a real sick way you know that that you know you realize that a lot of this a lot of LA county you know, the mayor of L.A. in the 20s was a KKK clan leader, you yeah. know, and that goes for the case of many other communities uh, uh, around here in Los Angeles and in Southern California, you know, chock full of it. It was a national uh, thing. You know, if Birth of a Nation was one of the first films that was commercially successful in this country, think about how just that permeates everything. Right. You know, um, anyway, um, let's just get into, well, that was kind of a little bit of politics, but let's just run through uh, this politics. I see that we're running short on time. Um, yeah. Caitlin, you want to talk about Portland. Uh, what's going on there? Um, so what is happening in Portland? Well, what isn't happening in Portland? Uh, unmarked federal agents running through the streets and uh, they're snatching people up, throwing them in unmarked vans. Taking them somewhere, blindfolded, dumping them somewhere else. Um, last last night or last night or two nights ago, there was a a line. Uh, these moms created it was like moms for Black Lives Matter, and they were white moms too. And uh, they were lined up in the street, and they tear gassed them. One of the moms was pregnant. Um, That's despicable. Uh, they're going through, I saw, uh, one video of a policeman beating a, a, well, they didn't beat him, but they dragged the black guy out of his wheelchair and then destroyed his wheelchair. What is um, going And then Trump is, uh, trying to send more federal, tr federal troops or whoever these people are, because you can't tell who they are because they're unmarked police. Um, wow. secret, secret police, um, for those who are, uh, uh, well adversed in history secret police uh also known as like the gestapo in um nazi germany too wow uh, yeah so it's a very scary uh, thing 
Yeah, I mean, and it's real. And this is going to be a continuing issue because I know some of the officers that were occupying Washington, they found out they weren't didn't have any tags on. Because if you're an officer, you need to have on a uniform that has your name on it, just like you're an officer. You know, some yeah. of those officers, like, there needs to be a zero tolerance policy, you know, that if you are, are caught or you are seeing a, an image is taken of you without your badge on, you need to be fired immediately. You need to go to a national registry where nobody yeah. else can hire you. You yeah, I, don't even, I don't even want you outside of Caesar's Palace as a security guard. I don't even want to watch you watching my car in the parking lot. I yeah. don't even want you at the laundromat at late hours. You know, I'll be That's damned if I find you at the dispensary. I don't trust you around that either. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, right. anyway, let's just talk about Trump for a second. We always got to give our daily dose of, of, of dump Trump. So Trump wishes Ghislaine uh, uh, Maxwell, you know, the uh, the girlfriend of the uh, late Jeffrey Epstein, you oh, know, uh, who was, um, who she was in cahoots with because she was trafficking these underage girls. That's why she's in jail right now. So the judge that was assigned to an Epstein case, her name was Esther Salas, uh, apparently what happened is that this guy comes up in a FedEx truck and uh, the, her son answers the door and the guy shoots her son. The dad comes up and, and, and he gets shot. He's in critical condition right now. And, um, you know, she's in the basement, you know, not knowing, you know, what, what's going on. So I think it's just a real peculiar case uh, um, uh, of... of no. When I say Epstein, no, get the lady Gislaine or something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, her two lady. sisters, her two sisters created software for the FBI. Think about that shit. Her dad was he was this some spy, this well-known spy or something like in their country. I don't even know what country she's from, but I know like. They are freaking well connected with a lot of people, and I'm sure that they they've bribed a lot of people. And I feel like the people that they've bribed, like obviously they don't want to be exposed, or you know, eventually they don't get exposed. That's how Jeffrey Epstein would get people. Is that he had most of the the New York attorneys. And, you know, hey. pictures of them coming to the parties. Okay, I don't think he dead, y'all. I think they just... Um, right. He might not be dead. How do we know? How do we know he's dead? They said that he hung himself with a, with a damn rope, with, with some shit that's not even in the room. So, that's... that's. I really feel like this lady, she is going... She going to get out. And, and it's sad to say, but I feel like... How they gonna freaking kill the Jazz her her son? Like it just don't make no sense. Well, it makes sense, but it, it's it's unfortunate. Yeah. Well. Because these are some high people. Like where you know, think about Trump was involved with him. Clinton yeah. was involved with him. Like, come on, you gotta you know that it's a lot of people that have been. On some yeah. undercover type. Well, well, it's a whole thing where they, they've already confirmed with Lifetime that they're going to secure the series surviving Jeffrey Epstein. So just wait for that. You know, um, those survivors are yeah. definitely going to be able to, 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 to tell what's real. And I uh, hope they are protected. Yeah, I hope so, too. Um, mm -hmm. Let's just talk about the fact that, uh, you know, dumb Trump, he, he's, getting, he's getting clobbered in the ratings right now. So he's trying to do a whole reset. So right now he's uh, um, what they did last week is that they um, no longer can hospitals report the data to the CDC. They're going to have to go through a private contractor through the Department of Health and Human Services, who's going to be a political appointee from from the White House. So they're going to be parsing the data about the COVID nineteen related, all that kind of stuff. So just be on the lookout for that. They did that last week. That was on Friday. The other thing is that he's going to start doing uh, these daily briefings about COVID 
without any medical experts. It's just going to be his dumb ass going up there in front of the lectern trying to talk <laughs> a bunch of bullshit. Looking, looking very sweaty yeah. and very distressed. But, but he wants to look like he's a tough guy, which is why he's over here talking about schools need to, um, like they're going to lose their funding if they don't reopen. So uh, um, the guy's an idiot. You know, I hope people realize, especially those idiots who voted for him the first time, you know, the error of their ways so that they can do better, you know, because if this guy gets in office again, man, oh man. But even if he doesn't, you know, he's not gonna, he's not gonna uh, um, get out of there without a fight. He's gonna try and sue and try and get somebody to, he's gonna say that one, I bet you he's gonna say that one of those states needs a recount. He's not gonna go out uh, um, without a fight. I just really, <laughs> he is delusional. That man is something else. I just don't understand. It, who in his right oh darren his remember his niece came out with with a book oh, or yeah, something yeah. like that right yeah yeah you know um his, yeah she came out with the book about two weeks ago so I, I heard her on good morning america she basically describes uh different scenarios about how trump became who he is and it was a lot in part based off of uh her grandfather trump's father fred trump and how he treated them how he pitted mm -hmm. them against each other and how uh trump would constantly lie because if he told about a mistake and he'd look like a loser to his father. So he's always trying to seek the, the approval of his father, you know, who treated him like shit, you know? And, uh, you know, so in turn, Trump doesn't have those, those emotional, uh, um, that emotional resiliency or even those uh, emotional attunement to actually talk about yeah. what's real because he's constantly lying, telling a story. Because he's better. Yeah. one the winning team like it's oh yeah just, he always wants to be a winner the guy's a loser a complete loser hey trump you're a loser all right yeah. he's a <laughs> he you, gotta call, you gotta call him when he calls other people man so he can exactly. understand it because you know? he, uh, he got asked that question on that uh fox news um chris uh, Walsh. yeah and the chris Walsh interview chris Walsh asked him are, are you a very good loser he said no no i'm not <laughs> And that and it shows, obviously. He's a he's a horrible loser. All right. But well, I, I mean that that's about it. Uh, um, you know, um, we with get our hour mark. <laughs> has that been an hour? Ooh, I just made it with six percent left. Oh wow! Yeah, we started all right you guys well that's been oliver happy hour episode 105 we thank you for joining us as we've uh you know made the move to zoom you know we hope that, that uh you guys take care of yourself and each other you know uh jaylen we appreciate you i'm sorry super j simply j oh but every, simply every, j every time i'm on i think that's gonna be a bit every time i'm on here <laughs> a i'm gonna name. have a different name super j hey okay. All right, Super J, thank you for joining us, Debbie Dev, and uh, you know I'm me, Darren. Darren. So, uh, what's our proverbs? It's uh, Proverbs three, five, and six. Five and six. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, not on your own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He shall direct thy path. My love, my love. My love.